Welcome home. I'm Kirsten. And I'm Graham. And this podcast is the home at class you wish you'd been offered. We're two moms who've been real life best friends for more than two decades. We're trying to create gracious homes that are welcoming, but also functional, all while dealing with real life schedules, budgets, and children. Stick with us and we'll share and show what we know, what we've learned, where we've messed up, and how to fix it. For everything we can't make up, we'll bring in the best experts we can find. You're listening to Welcome Home. On today's episode of Welcome Home, it's sweltering, but we still need to cook food for our families. We're sharing our top tips for warm weather dining, as well as some of our extensively researched ideas. Let's also talk about a cookbook that defines our kitchen, the salmon that made a grown man cry, and why drinks may just be served room temperature forever at Kirsten's house. All that and more on today's episode of Welcome Home. Welcome home, Graham. And welcome home, Kirsten. And a very strong welcome to Josh, who just walked in my front door, because guess what he's doing? What is he doing? After two years, we're finally going to have ice in this house. Oh, oh, right. You have been buying bags of ice. That's a very <gasps> summer. That's a very on point summer theme because ice is you really start thinking about ice when it's summer. And today's episode is all about summer cooking and summer meals. We have not done a and meal. Summer episode. entertaining. I'm tweaking it a bit because I got to talk about entertaining. Okay. You have, and you actually, sometimes I plant these, I was telling Kirsten these episodes in there because she always is coming up with new things. And if I don't force her to do an episode on it, we don't learn all of her tips and tricks. And she actually has some really good ones. So you're putting the bar a little high now I'm intimidated, but it has been odd. I do remember that from the one time I visited your house was that you have bags of ice. Like that is really, really kind of not common. I would say, (laughs) well, here's the problem. So Yeah, it broke. It worked great for the inspection of our house when we were in escrow two years ago. And then we broke it and Mm. it hasn't worked since. And we just keep buying ice. And the reality is we sold our old house. And here is what I've learned. Things like deferred maintenance, because like I don't want to pay for the ice. This is now his second trip out here. And he had we had to wait like two weeks for the part to come in. And anyway, Mm -hmm. I don't want to it's like just ignore it. Just go buy some ice. It's just it feels easier to continue to buy two dollar bags of ice than like spend Mm -hmm. the two hundred dollars on this part. But here's the deal. When you sell a house, you have to fix all these things. So I'm like, why am I fixing things so someone else can have a working ice machine? Because people won't buy your house with broken stuff. Wait, are you selling your house? No, I'm not selling my house. I'm just saying like eventually at some point you end up selling your house and you have to fix all the things that you just tolerated for decades. Oh, I know. I know. Well, like, for example, the closet that I'm recording in right now, the door handle has fallen off. And so it's just that little circular, I guess, nub, right? But I found that if you just pull it kind of gently, it actually opens just the same as if the door handle was on. And to be honest, I've Googled how to try to figure out how to fix a door handle. I don't think I can pull this off by myself, but I don't want to call a handyman to fix this thing. I'm right, embarrassed. But here's the deal. If you ever put your house in the market, you will call oh, yeah. the handyman and you will have this whole list of things. And then when he does it, you're like, it wasn't that expensive. It took one day. Why did I live with this for five years? So yeah, why did I live with this for five years? I have long story short, we're not moving, but we will have ice. So anyone who wants to come over and drink something cold. Well, it's summertime. You need, I, we go through a decent amount of ice around here. I don't, I'm honestly, we don't have an ice maker and that actually puts us in the strange category. Okay. So that was our thing. And this is, this is the problem with boots. Like you give him a dime, he wants a dollar, right? He or an inch a mile or whatever the expression is. But like Mm -hmm. he, I said to him, we got to get this ice machine fixed. It hasn't worked in forever. And he said, um, you know, we should do, we should just like, we have weirdly two trash cans and like we have trash recycling and then right next to it, we have another trash recycling. Like it's too much oh, trash. That's, that's nice. Oh, I would like that. 
No, it's aggressive. Nobody needs that much trash cans. Anyway, so so the point is, he's like, why don't we replace one of those trash cans with like a cool ice machine? I think that's a great idea. I actually side with him. I think it's because so, for example, thinking about summer meals, I'm looking at my list. A lot of my stuff would do really well if you got out a giant bowl and just threw it on ice. A hundred percent. But here's what I'm saying to you is like, mm-hmm. it's a $2 bag of ice. It's a $200 part to, part to fix the fridge, mm-hmm. but he will, it'll be a $2,000 ice machine. And that's mm-hmm. my problem is like, he immediately goes to the top. So I'm like, forget it. Just get the $2 bag of ice. And that's where we stay stuck. And that's why we don't do anything. Yeah. You know, you're, you're mired in your own. Yes. Because it's like he thinks too big. And then it's like, well, that's a lot. So let's just never do that. And that's why we go to ice. You know, the McDonald's hack, right? No. What is it? Oh, McDonald's sells bagged ice. If you're in a jam. What? Like a yeah. You go through the drive through and that's kind uh-huh. of nice because they don't have to go in those cooler things. But yeah. Yeah. Drive through McDonald's. They sell bagged ice. Is it a decent size bag? It's an okay size bag. And and it's kind of like why am I Yeah, but a dollar is fair. That's very fair. Well, you know what? I haven't done it in a while. They're inflation. inflation. Well, and then I'll tell you, Sonic is famous for selling their ice too. Well, you oh, know, it's like wow. the Sonic ice is famous because it's those Sonic little pellets that everyone loves. Um, I don't know. Ice is big business here in Alabama. Like we are always putting stuff on ice. We need it. You need a good system. You cannot shirk the ice system here. No, you okay. Can't. Let's okay, dive let's in. Focus. Let's give let's people focus. something they Grant, need. You've got a problem. I do. Tell me. Well, you put oh, it my the, problem. You put is, it on the outline. You said the problem. Yes, it is a problem. Is I am a wonderful cold weather chef. And I don't know if this is just the product of growing up on Long Island, whatever it is, but I am good at briskets and chilies and meats that marinade. My house smells good in the winter. Like I am a really, really good chef um, for warm weather foods. But I struggle with summer foods and I specifically struggle with summer meals because um, of having children. Like I do love vegetables and fruits and I I could just kind of do salads and cold weather foods, but I struggle to find foods that like my entire family can eat. And the other problem is, is I, we keep our house pretty warm in the summer. Like we keep it at 78 and I do not want to heat up my house. Like I don't want to use the oven in the summer. I mean, it's night, it's going to be 95 degrees here today. I mean, the idea of cooking anything in the oven doesn't make sense to me or even boiling stuff. Like I see um, down the line, you put like macaroni salad and potato salad. Like obviously something tells me you hate these things, but it's like, I put, I put pledge. Oh, let's, like, let's a, make a pledge. Stop. I put stop. You forgot the big important word. Stop potato salad or macaroni salad. Like why? But you've said a lot. So first of all, since you brought it up, let's get to the controversial stuff. Those are two disgusting foods that need to go wait, of the way of the aspect. Wait, chili and brisket? No, no. Potato oh, salad and macaroni salad. Like <laughs> they're carbs covered in mayonnaise. That is a different time. We do not live in this time anymore. And right. to your point about like being seasonal with our thought processes, like- that's gross in the heat. That is yuck. Well, right. Mayonnaise and heat are not good. So there's a couple of head scratchers about why these are like staple picnic summer foods. One is boiling potatoes in your house takes forever, <laughs> right? So like that is like the ultimate heat up your house food. And then we put the potatoes out in the sun covered in mayonnaise. There you're right, is the ultimate head scratcher of how that made the summer. I am picturing stuff. watching the mayonnaise like turn oily and watching the flies around it. Now, I guess to be fair, you could hack this by going to the grocery store, getting the pre-made, putting it in ice. But it, to me, it just screams like something Betty Draper would have served. And I'm yes. wondering why that's still like... Although I'll tell you, 
I, so we were at, um, camp this, we were, we were at family camp this past weekend at our little place in North Carolina and they served cause they've gotten really gourmet. They're trying to zhuzh up the food a little bit. They served a blue potato salad, like mini petite blue potatoes and people who didn't even like potato salad were like, this is amazing. It's so good. And I have to say, I mean, I like all that food. Um, so I'm happy with it, but I do get that. I just don't understand how it's a summer food. It's not a summer food. It's ridiculous. But you know, what's also fascinating. Have you heard of the new Ubi or whatever? It's taking no. the world by storm. It's like a sweet yam, but it's purple. But oh, the purple. Yeah. They sell these at Trader Joe's, right? Yeah. They're all oh, Trader Joe's has like made everything out of this stuff now. But oh, yeah. I don't oh actually, I just saw something about that. Yes, they are making things out of this. It's yes. a what is a sweet yam, but what not as sugary. I don't know. I think it's very sweet. So you can make like desserts out of it or something, but it's like healthy. Like it's got health. I don't know, but oh, you know, I know what it is. They're making pancake batter out of it. Totally. Um, That's a yes. Joe's. But you could also like cut them up anyway. Yes. The blue potato. I see that. I see that being very, very trendy, but no, Anything. also I want to go back to what you said. You said something very important. You said I, I marinate meats. Graham, I mean, you're halfway there. Tell me. Okay. So tell me grill. more. I mean, the, the grill. But Okay. I also find it, I am I really don't know if there's a good hack to any of this because I find like, so it's 95 degrees outside and then we heat up the grill to 400 degrees and you have to stand and monitor the grill. So I get that you're supposed to grill outside and cook outside, but it also, it, maybe it's just, you got to get used to being hot. Yeah. I mean, I think you've got to get used to being hot, but also why don't you get, why don't you get one of those Bluetooth meat thermometers? Mm-hmm. You can stick them in the meat. And then you're, you leave it. Cause the truthfully, the best way to grill is to pretty much like hands off. Yeah. Like, like throw I, it on and run away. Throw it on, run away. Mm-hmm. For a few, and then flip it once and then run mm-hmm. away and then come back and get it. Yeah. Well, you know what I think we need to do too. And you turn me on to this is um, like batch cooking. I think you've got to just cook. You've got to once a week, make something amazing, like grilled peaches is what I'm thinking of. You gave me the recipe for the grilled peaches and they're so great, but rather than just make four at a time to feed your family, make a huge bag of them and just put them in the fridge. And then you could put them on salads. Um, and just as a side dish, that's, those are, that's one of our best recipes. Okay. Let's explain the grilled peaches. So when Boots and I were engaged, we were living Mm -hmm. in upstate New York in this tiny little town. Well, he was living there. We, that's where we lived for our first two years of marriage. I was in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Anyway, there was not a lot of shopping, and this was pre-online shopping. So for our first Christmas, he just got me things from the Salmon Run Mall, which is a mall that caters to young men in the military in the middle of <laughs> upstate New York, which is also where my wedding ring was from, Salmon Run Mall. Periwinkle, oh, shout it. out. Um, but anyway, so grilled peaches. So he got me this cookbook. There was a Tyler Florence cookbook. Oh, you, that is like, that's our claim to fame still to this day. So I got it, I got it for you for like a wedding gift, but I like annotated it. I'm like, no, no, no. This is how you make this one. Always make this. This is when you use this. But the grilled peaches, this is a very easy recipe. It's cut peaches in half, olive oil, balsamic, rosemary, salt and pepper. Mm -hmm. Put it in a Ziploc bag. Let them sit around for a little bit. And then you throw them on the grill and they look beautiful. There's something about like the salt and the balsamic and the pepper. And the, oh, they're amazing. Oh, it's the amazing. I'm telling you that cookbook. It was the, it was truly it's the, the best cookbook. The best you guys, the Tyler Florence original um, cookbook. Original cookbook. 
it's so usable. And it was the sweetest gift because it wasn't just, she gave me a cookbook wrapped up like Kirsten had, I don't even know how you did this, but I think you had tried every recipe in the cookbook and you had written like, okay, skip this one. Or, and there yeah, really like weren't that many the, that you would skip no, or you'd say best. Yeah. Or you'd write a little thing like this is the best, you know, this is the best to serve at a dinner party when you have people come over last minute. I think those were all that the steaks, um, steak salad. I feel like you really salad. Mm-hmm. So easy. So easy. That's but a good here's, one. Here's the thing about that cookbook is it actually like sort of ruined my marriage. It's Tyler Florence's real kitchen. Mm-hmm. Look, I see it on thrift books for $4.69. You guys, that's yeah, it's, it's money. That long. cookbook is total money. Get it, it is so good. But um, one of the things, so when Boots and I first got married, I tried to get a job and I like couldn't find a job in a small town and he was deploying. We didn't know how long we'd be there. So I'm just like, well, I guess I'm just going to be an army wife. And so not that that's not a real job, but like I didn't have kids. So I had this like weird chunk of time in my life where I didn't have children, but I was in the middle of nowhere with no friends and nothing to do. So I'm like, I'm going to learn to be a great cook. And I did almost every recipe in that book. And I would, you, you know, did, I had, and you are a great cook. Well, I had the time to go like look for the obscure ingredient stuff. Like now, are you kidding me? Now it's like, is there a Costco hack? Is there, a, but you know, I, I had time. Mm-hmm. It was a very mm-hmm. weird moment in life, but. Well, but so drilling down on those peaches, so you can put them on a salad with like yep. feta cheese on top or something, or you could just serve them as a side dish. If mm-hmm. you just put a little bit of goat cheese on top of them and they go alongside meat very well, um, you can put them over asparagus. I mean, they're just, for some reason they take on a meaty, texture. I don't know. It's the texture when they're grilled. It's they, they just taste like a, they add like a, a robustness to whatever meal you're making. They're, we like to picnic. So we have, yeah. They're very unexpected. Wait, but can I like say something else about the grilled healthy. peaches? I've done a little bit of research for the show. I know. Don't be shocked, Graham. Actually, <laughs> but one of the things that I think is really key is like, and I tell this to my kids all the time, when you're at the grocery store, I'm like, when you are in the produce section, be a cheapskate because the stuff that's on sale is the stuff that's in season. So we're not going to go and buy the thing that's crazy expensive. Even if you like apples, it's not apple season. Buy apples when they're cheap because that's actually when they're the best. Yeah, Um, So there's so many- So you're produce cheapskate. I'm a produce cheapskate and I'm a produce snob at the same time because I like them in season. But the thing is, um, I think fruit is really so much more um, exciting in summer because you can use it in all of your savory dishes, you know, like add, there's also again in the Tyler Florence book, there's a recipe for watermelon and salmon. <gasps> oh, that is the best. Arugula. It is the best meal of all Watermelon time. with it the is... salmon is insane. And then he okay, has so wait. Her scallops and, and um, cantaloupe. cantaloupe. Yes. Endive, I believe, or maybe it's mint, but either way, adding fruit as like a big as component as a meat, I think that's the key for summer entertaining and cooking. And I also I think that makes it feel like cooler and healthier because mm-hmm. you're also it's summer you're not you know you want to be like in a sundress you don't want to be like in a big sweater and you kind of want your food to feel light and fresh too yeah no that salmon recipe let's go back to that i had like a grown man cry once at our house like i think it maybe his wife had told him in advance like yeah we're going to the smiths and she's making salmon for dinner and i think it was one of those like oh do we have to go like i don't want to eat salmon for dinner and this man I think has called and said like, can I, can you share this recipe? So it's salmon that you cook, but you put it over a salad of arugula, um, black olives, maybe what slight watermelon and sliced purple onion. And then you make this dressing. That's very, but it has a lot of guys, things. It has like it. The, the Tyler Florence, but except for just go by the book guys, four, six, yeah, it has cardamom, cumin. Anyway, it is to 
die for, to mm. die for. And it's so filling and beautiful. Um, that's a good one. Um, okay. So you've also made me think now that you said about using things in season, people here go crazy. I don't know if this is now a Northern thing, but um, tomato sandwiches. Tell me more. Do you eat those? That is, that is summer no, food. Remember, again, tomatoes and cheese aren't allowed in my house because of Hugh. Oh, right. Because he doesn't eat them. Okay. So that is a huge thing. So come summertime, this is a big Southern meal. And I'm sure most people are familiar with this, but you get quality white bread or whatever type of, this is traditionally how you make it. So you get really wonder bread. Actually, it's not even like, or sunbeam or something. You just get two slices of generic white bean, white bread, get the best tomatoes you can find. And then you use Duke's mayonnaise because really once you've tasted Duke's mayonnaise, like even Hellman's, which we grew up on, like that was our high quality mayonnaise, nothing touches dukes um it's just the best of the best and then you just do salt and pepper and it is the most lovely sandwich you've ever had in your life wait so just People- tomatoes mayonnaise salt and pepper and white bread yeah but high 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 quality you, you do spring you get the best tomatoes so you the can cheapest find and bread the fanciest tomatoes cheapest bread fanciest tomatoes serve that like in small People- bits and have it be um like an appetizer you know could you, you cut them into quarters you could, but the thing about it is that the the hallmark of a quality Southern tomato sandwich is that they're messy. Like they're drippy. They're kind of, mm. you know, like the tomatoes are drippy. Like it's not a, it's not a something that you would, you don't want to eat it in public per se, but gotcha. you really enjoy it. Sounds actually really good. Oh, it's fabulous. Like fabulous. I mean, I crave them and you kind of, and then if you get really fancy, you can add a little bit of pimento cheese to the bread if you want to do that. And maybe even a slice stop. of bacon, you but stop that, it. I know that just gets <laughs> a little too, but then again, who wants to be frying bacon in the summer? Not me, but I don't know. Okay. Some other things, Kirsten, I'll say some things I do, and then you can do your list. Cause you're probably so good. We have this rock outside our house and it was more when before we redid our yard, our yard was like a complete jungle and you couldn't see anything and it sloped downhill and it was all covered with vines and all this stuff. But there was this one rock that was like, looked like a table um, and we could kind of see it in the distance. So we cleared a path that we could get to it um, and we used to call it picnic rock. And now we've cleared it off so you can well, easily get to picnic that. Yeah. And so when the kids were little, we would take our meals and go sit on picnic rock, except it was kind of dangerous because it was like all covered in vines and like snakes and all this stuff. But now we'll still eat on picnic rock um, because it's flat and lovely. Um, And then so we do a lot of picnicking outside. I make a lot of gazpacho in the summer. I think you may even gave me that recipe as well, but the watermelon gazpacho. Hmm. Do your kids actually eat that? That's the problem. No, they don't. (laughs) But I'll tell you this. Whenever I make watermelon gazpacho and eat it, I definitely take off a good two pounds because it's one of those um, foods that I think like helps you take off water weight. Sure does. Um, Yeah, it's watermelons, tomatoes. It's so good. Cucumber, serrano pepper, um, red wine vinegar, a little olive oil. And then what you do is you top it with feta cheese and dill. It's so good. People love that too. It's mm, gazpacho I mean, season. watermelon and dill is another one of those like surprising fruit. Combos. No, you know what's good too that actually I do a lot in the summer is mm. you take cantaloupe um, and then you put, um, then you like squeeze lime all over the top. It is the most, mm-hmm. or actually no, you know what else is great is just cutting up watermelon and squeezing lime all over it is to die for. I feel like I'm, I'm picturing you ever do that? a cocktail. Water, no, watermelon with like fresh lime on top is a game changer. My grandpa always used to put salt on his cantaloupe. And I oh, yeah, so did my dad. Salt's my favorite food. No, and remember how people used to put prosciutto and, and, yeah, 
Yeah. You remember how people used to put cheese on their apple pie? Mm. <laughs> that always seemed weird to me. I forgot about that. But yeah. Oh, can we talk about this new trend of putting olive oil in ice cream? Oh, I don't know how I feel about that. Or like garlic in ice cream. That's the thing, too. I don't know. I went to ice cream fancy over fancied ice- itself. I went to a really fancy ice cream store with my sister-in-law in LA and they have like the like avocado and spinach ice cream or whatever. But that's the thing. Like how often do you get ice cream? Do you really want to like, I mean, if I were eating ice cream every day. Fine. Maybe I'd try your olive oil one time, but I so rarely treat myself to ice cream that, um, that anyway, Oh wait, you know why I, I, you? You know I really treat myself to ice cream? Cause the serving sizes are offensive. A half a cup, like stop. Okay. Wait, this, I think this is going well. Oh, guys, I'm back here. I'm sorry. We had to take a little break because guess what? I have an update for you on the ice machine. Tell me what's going on. I don't know. He was asking all these questions about my water line. And I'm like, I don't know. And he's like, which one of these pipes is a water line? Like, you you literally do refrigerators. I'm like, I don't know. Why right, I have no anyway, idea. Long story no short, idea. it's working in theory if it had water going to it. But now I have to call a plumber. And I'm suddenly oh, like... No. This is why I bought $2 bags of ice. But let's not talk about it because I want to be in a good mood. I want to talk about a few more important things on this list. Boiled okay. shrimp from the supermarket and rotisserie chickens. Explain yes. how the grocery store stuff made it in this list, Graham. Those are my number one. So I don't know if your grocery stores do that. But yet again, another thing I love about living here is you can go to the supermarket. You have all this Gulf shrimp that's like lying around, this fresh shrimp in the seafood department. But they have boilers that have the Old Bay spice in them. And you can choose which level you want. And That's in like cool. five seconds, they'll just throw one pound, two pounds, however much you want in the boiler. And you can get hot, peel, and eat shrimp in two seconds. Home. That's cool. I like I, that. I'm pretty sure. But I think most um, supermarkets have that ability. It's just few people know to ask for it. I'm going to have a I'm They have a steamer on site or they're supposed to have a steamer on site. Um Right. And then the fact that they can add your seasoning is amazing. So that's yes. like a total, that's a total hack. Cause my kids will eat shrimp and that's something that you don't even have to worry about any kind of heat in your house. You just bring it home. Um, so I would definitely check. Well, like I remember a long time ago, we were in college and someone told me that if you just brought over a dozen eggs over to like the deli section or even like the seafood guy that they could boil them for you. I always thought that was cool, but I've never tried that. Um, and then rotisserie. Like share that tip before. We should try that before we actually. We should. We should check. Like, this see might work. True. We don't know. I could just okay. see myself wandering the supermarket with my eggs. Um, I don't know. Like rotisserie chicken. Here's the thing. Like, if you don't have to cook meat, delightful. You know. Anyway, you don't have to. There's like my kids are happy to eat rotisserie chicken sandwiches. Like, there's nothing you can't do with rotisserie chicken. They're cheap. They're so good. Okay, we're gonna revisit chicken in a minute, but I have one last thing on your list: shish kebabs. Mm-hmm. You well, know, I don't make them. I'm like, I'm a little intimidated about them because 100%. I feel like they, I feel yeah. one, I feel like most overrated food ever. I kind of feel like they're boring and bland. So do you so have any way to bland? Have you ever had okay. a shish kebab where you're like, that was really delicious? No, I haven't. I never have. Cause it's even if you get a decent shish kebab, it's all about the sauce that you put on it anyway. So no, I was just hoping I saw this on a list of like ways to be interesting for the summer. And I thought, well, I haven't ever made that because I usually don't like them. But they're not good. And I feel like they're hard to cook. Yeah, because they like they're, yeah, because they're hard to shish um or kebab. Or it, like, and like, but I mean like also like the timing of is the meat cooked, is the vegetable cooked? And also I have this thing about just the taste. I I do like to save food. You're right. Like I like to like batch cook, save mm-hmm. that food, have it just like for lunch tomorrow or whatever. Mm-hmm. I can't stand the 
smell of like old charcoal on vegetables. I think really? I've had like too many leftover zucchinis where like when I see a shish kebab, I'm like, mm, just feels like gooey. I just don't like it. Okay, so you're anti interesting. Okay, yeah, and Boots always says, new. let's make shish kebabs. And I'm always like, you've never had a shish kebab. Not that kind of seems like an 80s food too. Like, when was the last time you made shish kebabs? <laughs> Come over for a shish kebab. We'll have some zimas and then I'm going to go to bed on my waterbed. Okay, yeah. <laughs> let's take a yourself. quick little break to tell you about our sponsor. We have two sponsors today. Okay, we've got two sponsors to tell you about today. Our first is Egyptian cotton t-shirts. So what are Egyptian cotton t-shirts? They are made from 100% authentic Egyptian cotton certified with a gold seal from the, from the Cotton Egypt Association. So I feel like Egyptian cotton is a term that gets thrown around. It's not just like a term. People don't understand. Egyptian cotton can only come from this association. Um, these shirts are kind to the earth. They're organic, GOTS certified, and they're incredibly durable. The best part about these is that they're made with ethical practices. These, um, This company is supportive to economically disadvantaged people. When you go on their website, egyptiancottontshirts.com, and the t-shirt is spelled T-S-H-I-R-T-S, no, not like T-E-E, it's T-shirts, T-S-H-I-R-T-S, Egyptian cottontshirts.com. Um, you can learn all about what they do for their employees. And it's just really, really special and um, and just really wonderful. So go ahead. When you go to that website, you're going to want to use the coupon code welcome home. That's all caps. Welcome home, one word. And you're going to save 20%. Again, these are 100% combed Egyptian cotton shirts. They're pre-shrunk. Um, super comfortable. Guys, these feel like butter on your skin. And they're like I call them my Zoom pants is what I call them because it's like, I can just wear the, oh yes, because duh, they also have pants. It's amazing. The pants are also pre-shrunk. They have a pocket. It's, they've got men's, they've got women's. It's great. And it's perfect for working at home when you just kind of want to feel cozy and comfortable. So um, again, please check them out to do some really wonderful things in the world and find yourself a super comfortable, buttery, soft shirt or pants. Thank you, Egyptian Cotton T-shirts. And our other sponsor to tell you about is cool. This is our first ever app and it's actually been really fun. I've enjoyed playing it and I'm not surprised, but it's called Traffic Puzzle and that's T-R-A-F-F-I-C. P-U-Z-Z-L-E. And you don't have to purchase it. It's just something you can play. Um, you can find it on Google Play or in the App Store. And basically, it's training your brain with Traffic Puzzle. What it is, is Traffic Puzzle features adorable little characters. They're different challenging puzzles. You can kind of prepare to pick up your brain to remove cars and obstacles from the levels in a most efficient way. It's a match three revolution. Basically, what you're doing is you're like moving little cars around to free up an ambulance. It's really fun. The police need your help. Um, and evil forces made a massive mess on the streets and there's only one person who can clear them. That's you. Install it now and try something new and fresh. You can play Traffic Puzzle on any mobile device and it's completely free. Play Traffic Puzzle and train your brain on challenging different levels. So give it a try if you're looking for a fun new app and we think you'll enjoy it. Thank you, Traffic Puzzle. Okay. Thank you to our sponsors. All right. My list. Graham, I have a massive problem in my house. As if it weren't enough that I have a child who doesn't eat cheese or tomatoes. Mm -hmm. The other day casually mentioned, I don't think I like chicken. I'm like, no, 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 no. You can't not like chicken. Right. You can't, you can't call a meat off. Well, that's like Patton says he's a vegetarian. And I'm like, you're not a vegetarian. You're just picky. Like it's horrible. <laughs> well, he thinks it's very 
boring. It is boring sometimes. Well, it's totally boring. It's all I, about. I I agree with them. I don't have time. I'm sorry. I don't have time to make your meals more exciting. But okay. Um, top meals. So I've tried to incorporate more like one night a week as vegetarian. Mm-hmm. I just like we eat too much meat. So we do Beyond Burgers all the time. No, that's a we good one. Are obsessed with them. And I actually, my sister-in-law and I made them. We were um, on a ski trip together. We made Beyond Burgers. And um, she said, oh, yeah, don't tell my kids. They don't know that they're Beyond. So like if oh, you little our kids. Well, that's like my kids eat those Boca chicken patties. Like the, uh-huh. they look like little fried chicken circle patties and they love those. They'll request those for breakfast. For I mean, that's like a great snack. They'll eat them on an English muffin, a Boca chicken, frozen chicken patty, and you heat them in the microwave for 60 seconds. Amazing. Amazing. I would never eat it because it grosses me out, but. Beyond, but have you tried the Beyond Burgers or the Impossible Burgers? No, I can't get my head around stuff like they're that. They're so I good. Think, they're so I know. Good. I know. I know. And I they're just, easy and you can make them on the, on the grill. You can make them on the skillet. Okay. I know. I know I'm the odd man out. Okay. I see the next thing on your list, which is interesting. And I have a visual. So her next thing for Kirsten's top meal is beans. And it has me thinking maybe what we need are one of those, remember those old fashioned cauldrons that people would keep out back, like a big black cauldron with a fire going all the time. And sometimes they'd, I guess, cook laundry in it or something and clean clothes. I feel like maybe that's the key to summer cooking is let's just get a cauldron for out back and we can cook our beans in okay, there. So, and- yeah. You've already lost me. So here, Here's the deal. I know you and I are going to come to come to blows over this one, but um, Graham, I, beans was a reference to my twice a week vegetarian, once a week vegetarian. Just, um, yeah, just a can. Graham, come on. Nobody's got time oh, to no. beans. Oh, I soak beans all the time. I know you do. I know you do. But like yeah. you're lo- you're saying I don't want to heat up my kitchen. Dude, don't then just. I know. I know. Keep them on simmer. Yeah, but you, but they're so, it's like you get so much more. And you know me, like my, we just, we've discussed my love of unit price. I love soaking beans and watching how much they grow. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard they're also easier to digest. Okay. So cheesy. I thought you were going to talk about the next thing on my list. Oh, it's weird. Explain it. Salmon and chicken nuggets. Like, duh. Yeah. Okay. So that's because I really want to eat a lot of salmon. It's so good old and have to be healthy and it's good i've developed a taste for it well salmon was one of those foods i had to force myself to like and now i like it but salmon's the um, new chicken let's be honest but so that's exactly time to fight with my kids about salmon and i just i don't have the energy so that's why the mm-hmm. chicken nuggets are there like if i'm making salmon like oh, yeah. oh no salmon and then i'm like relax i have chicken nuggets in the oven so yeah <laughs> that's funny because i do the exact same thing like, cause Harrison will eat it. I'll eat it. Cohen will eat a little bit of it, but he will want a, he'll want a sidecar of chicken nuggets. There you go. Okay. Next one is salad with chicken. And I wrote it all gaps. Hide bacon. Okay. So when I make bacon, I feel like bacon is such a production. We've talked before about if you make bacon in the morning, you have to wash your bathrobes. It smells like bacon. Oh, I Do make you- bacon, like almost wearing a burqa. Like I have to cover my hair because my hair picks up smells. <laughs> and so I put a towel. You should watch me cooking bacon. I'm wearing a bathrobe and then I'm wearing a dish towel clipped with like one of those um, potato chip bag holders to keep my hair from smelling like bacon. <laughs> Amazing. How about a shower cap, Graham? That's a good idea. If I, I mean, I'm just use what's available in the kitchen. I feel like I've seen a shower cup that has like a picture of bacon and eggs. I don't think that's what they were thinking when they designed it, but I like I'm it. I'm going to send you a picture of me cooking bacon. <laughs> Please put it on Instagram. <laughs> um, okay. Well, so when I make bacon, it's such a production. One, by the way, I do it differently than you. I think you do it in a pan, right? 
Hey, all you true crime fans, this is Mike Ferguson. And this is Mike Morf. And we'd like to invite you to listen to our podcast, Criminology. Launched in 2017, we've covered a variety of strange cases from murders to missing persons. Some of the cases are ones you may not have heard of. Other cases we cover are some of the most historic in true crime. There are 200 episodes of Criminology available to binge on right now. And new episodes come out every Saturday night. Subscribe to Criminology today, wherever you listen to your podcast. No, I do it on the sheet. The I do it on the sheet pan. A baking um, sheet, okay, yeah. like a baking sheet. I always sheet. just cover my baking sheet in tin foil, then I bake it. But it's like such a production to bake. And if I'm opening a thing of bacon, I'm cooking all the bacon in the, the pack. whole pack, of course. As and then should. I save it. But like my kids would just walk by all day long and snack on the bacon, which one is super unhealthy, and two is like no, like I've already I've already washed my bathroom. I'm not making more bacon. So I now wrap the bacon in paper towels and I hide it. You hide the bacon. That's like stealing the bacon. Well, I don't like bacon, so it's fine, but I hid the bacon. So I'll do a salad with chicken and hidden bacon. And I feel like, boom, that was no. So they, so they, but they like that. So they like, they like a cob salad because they're getting bacon in it. They're having salad for dinner. And I'm like, it's bacon salad. They go, okay, okay. So, oh, that's that's lovely. See, yeah, your children eat very well. I must say that's a lovely, that's a great, I wish my children would eat cob salad. That's very advanced. Um, okay, so I got fish tacos and shrimp tacos. I have a question for you. What is your thought on serving fish at a dinner party? Do you think people are we like just discussed? We did the salmon. We did the okay. So you, you think know, that's okay? Stuff. I'm having people over on Saturday, and I was thinking about making that salmon watermelon. You, people like that, right? It's not like a people fish. love that. I mean, yeah, we're adults, love we're not children. Chicken. Yeah, we're I mean, not I'll children. Chicken nuggets. Okay. Well, and then what I do sometimes is like, okay, so this is my my miniature hack is if I um if I'm gonna do something that's like slightly aberrant, you know, like the salmon for a dinner party, I'll serve a more robust appetizer that I'm sure a man would like, which sounds really ridiculous, but like I'll do, I'll do like Koneka sausage on the grill, which is this, again, this fancy sausage that we have here in Alabama. That's amazing. Um, and cut it up into little pieces um, and serve it with mustard, you know, so just in case they're being little pains in the butt about eating salmon, uh, they'll have, or like I'll do a baked brie, you know, so I definitely do like a very, a more masculine appetizer. Perfect. And they, I would never and do, I would it, never do like crudite. And you leave it on the table so you people can have it for. Yeah, exactly. Right? So I just kind of leave it out so yeah. that if they're going to be a problem. So if I'm going to do fish, I always do something. Okay. But, that's a good, that's a good thought. Okay. Next up, I've got instant, instant. Oh, my flank steak. I mean, flank steak is just my easiest grilling. Marinated overnight. I have a great marinade recipe. I can just. Well, what's your marinade recipe? Because I don't know it and I'm sure. Okay. So it's like a bottle of reduced fats or reduced sodium soy sauce, um, sesame oil, Mm -hmm. mustard powder. That's good. um, Either lemon juice or lemon pepper, salt and pepper, ginger, Hmm. and a splash of Worcestershire sauce. Now, if you're gluten-free, you can also sub that out for apple cider vinegar and you can sub out the soy sauce for the amino acids. And that's good. And then you just, and people really like this steak. And then, um, that was yeah, very just, pro sounding Kirsten. <laughs> what was? Yeah, just the way you described that. Like now if you're gluten free, you can use well, aminos. Like where'd you come up with that? Okay. We, I make, I make it a lot. So, and I've made it for people like when they have a baby. Um, but what's nice about a flank steak is they sell my Costco. They're pretty easy to grill. They're easy to like make for a crowd. Leftovers mm-hmm. are great. So that's a good one. Um, instant pot pork tenderloin is like that's one of my on rotation foods do you get the pork tenderloin at costco 
Uh, I don't go to Costco, but I go to right, Trader right. Joe's and they have good pork tenderloin. Okay. Well, you want to just throw money away, Graham. Um, yeah. But the pork tenderloin at Costco is very affordable. And I just okay. marinate it real quick in soy sauce or not soy mm-hmm. sauce, teriyaki sauce. And that is great in the Instapot. And that does not heat up your kitchen. Okay. Oh, and just do it in the Instapot? Yeah, I guess it does. Yeah. But what is that? It does it. What does the pork tenderloin, if you make it in the Instapot, does that, how does that make it? Like, does it? It's like my, like, oh crap, I forgot I have a family and they need to eat. No, but do you slice it? Yeah, you just slice it. Okay. So I'm not familiar with how Instapot cooks. No, no, no. It's It's just like, it's like a magical pot that you put your food in and it cooks in like five minutes. Okay. No one asks questions. Okay, because we grill our pork tenderloin, so it doesn't have a grilled taste. It just kind of has a cooked meat taste. Like, what is what is the what is it the final product taste like? Um, I'm confused. I don't eat pork, so I don't know. Okay, yeah, I'm kind of low on pork as well. Oh, what's Wednesday discount sushi? That's a good one. I'm looking at your oh, next one on the list. Most chains, most grocery chains in America have discount sushi on Wednesdays. That you're so right. That is so genius, and make it like a sushi board. It's five dollars sushi rolls. My kids are like, Grandma, it's Wednesday, and she's like, We're going to Publix. So that's that's Florida. I'm like, That's actually you, really that's a great if idea. You're in the north. Kids- Stop and shop does discount sushi on Wednesday. So oh, absolutely. By Wednesday, I feel like I'm a little bit burned out. So I'm like, mm-hmm. discount sushi night. So my kids know, don't even ask me for sushi unless it's Wednesday and then I, you might break mommy. So, that is such a smart idea. I didn't even, like, that is a really, we've now added value because that is a lovely dinner for a family. I know. And, I, and I, you should never use the word discount and sushi in the same way. I know. I know. It seems but wrong, it's, but. It's just the way, it's Wednesday discount sushi. There's nothing wrong. With, oh God, what if there's something wrong with sushi? No, there's nothing wrong with Wednesday because the fish markets are in full steam on Wednesday. That's why we try not to eat sushi on Monday because oh. you know, the fish markets are closed on Sunday. So you yeah. actually don't want to eat sushi on Monday. And theoretically, like Sunday dinner, but um, but for some reason we always crave sushi on Sundays, so we end up we just we throw caution to the wind. Um, but yeah, Wednesday is a perfect day. Like the markets are in full swing. Okay, good to know. Okay, it's so like a very my, good day to eat sushi. My next one makes my family so happy. It is, okay. I, the, the, you guys. I don't. I feel bad sharing this hack because I think this only applies to me or people who live in the. Fairfield County, Connecticut area, but there's a fish store in Stanford. So maybe if my fish store does this, your fish store does too. But there's a fish store in Stanford that sells frozen pokey. Okay. I just always keep a bag of frozen pokey in my fridge. What's and it's meaning frozen fish that is, um, it is, like, the, it's the, it's the tuna that's cut into squares and okay. they flash freeze it. So it's just hmm. like the same way you would buy like a frozen you know, any frozen fish, right? But I rarely see see like sashimi quality fish frozen. Right. And I'm mm, sure there's some people who are like, uh oh, but I'm not that big of a snob. We haven't gotten sick yet. But man, <laughs> a poke bowl makes my kids so happy and they're so easy. So what do you do? Just rice and then you marinate it, you marinate the fish in um soy sauce and ginger. Okay. And then once you un but here's the question. So this is where people you probably get confused. It overnight. In the fridge? Yes. Okay. Always defrost And then you defrost it in the fridge. And then I let it marinate for a couple hours in just ginger, soy sauce. I think that's it. And then, Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, we'll do rice for the kids. Mm -hmm. Uh, I do um, like mixed greens for me. And then what else do we put on there? Um, Why am I blanking? Oh, like the shredded carrots you put on, avocado. 
some sesame seeds. Oh my gosh, my kids think it's the greatest meal ever. Uh Kids like when you serve chopsticks too. I feel like I've been throwing chopsticks on a lot of food um, and they really like that. Yes. Um, And then oysters, oysters, and more oysters. We eat so many oysters. Shucking oysters is fun. You know, I like activity food. I do too. Um, I love activity food. And I love oysters and they're just so easy and cheap here and convenient. You can get them anywhere. And mm-hmm. we do like the way you've got you've got Gulf shrimp coming out your ears. We've got like mm-hmm. oysters coming out our ears, and we eat a lot of oysters. Like I have mignonette sauce in my fridge at all times. And what's the, your onion the, tip? What was my onion tip? Oh, I I have really ridiculously sensitive eyes to onions. So me too. Me too. <laughs> I have just started being like, get out of the Cuisinart. It takes ten seconds, and mm-hmm. I don't want to because I don't wash all the dishes. But it takes like two seconds just do it. And then I've got onions and I keep a bag of onions in my fridge. And yes, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes they go wasted. Sometimes they get gross, but mm-hmm. I also would leave them on the counter and they would get, would get gross because I would avoid chopping them. So now yeah, I but like- keep your onions in the fridge, by the way, oh, they don't okay. go, but they'll, it'll, they'll last for months and months and months. If you keep, well, them I know there are people who are real snobby about onions and like, won't have an onion that's been cooked and then, or that's been sliced and then sit. But like, I don't have time for that because I have massive onion eye issues. And then also I had someone tell me once that if you go to like the salad bar at like a nicer grocery store or Whole Foods or whatever, yeah, you just buy the chopped onions or the sliced onions, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, but from- Kirsten, you can buy them frozen. They come, chopped onions come frozen in a bag too. You can get those. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought you've done that before. All right. Hey, I have an idea. We have given away so much value in this episode and I feel like it's been amazing that we're going to save all your party tips for another episode because we just can't give away all this geniusness for free. We we had two ads. This wasn't free. We were aggressively asking for money. Good point. But okay, fine. We'll stop here with our family. Stay tuned because coming up a little later in the summer, we will have a part two on outdoor, outdoor parties. parties and i've already looked at Carson's list and it's pretty awesome so um get ready but oh, anyway thank you everyone for listening if you don't mind go on to itunes and leave us a review just for our own joy we like reading them oh um, yeah no that's really true just do it so we can get a little dopamine hit um yeah i mean, it, I mean the reality is it helps people find our show it brings us up in the ratings but really grim and i are like oh my god did you see yeah, it's lovely. So, so we enjoy reading them. And, and then I call my Instagram. husband at work and I'm like, oh my gosh, you've got to read this. So we yeah, guys- I've got, I got the sweetest email the other day um, from one of our listeners who actually gave me some really important tips about something that she heard on the show, which I thought was delightful. Um, what were they? Yeah. Well, it was just about, I think she had heard that I was running for the city council position. Oh, and yes, she yes, actually, right. she gave me this really, it was just a very thoughtful email with a lot of actual good advice yes <laughs> so. yeah so if anyone so that won't apply to all of our listeners i thought it was going to be something about like charcuterie boards but no anyway if anyone's oh, no. running for local office call grab and you guys can <laughs> no i don't know about that all right thanks for listening and welcome home and that's all we have from kirsten and graham thanks so much for listening to this episode of welcome home if you're interested in hearing more from the iconic best friend duo please subscribe Tell your friends about us and follow us on Instagram and Facebook for giveaways and other exciting updates. Until next time, welcome home.